0: Hey there, welcome back to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. And I'm your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting. And I'm super thrilled that you're tuning in today. On today's podcast, I'm excited to have Nadine Rohner on the show, who's a social media strategist ninja, who's going to talk with us today about why you need social media as part of your business strategy, how to find content specific to your audience, What are the most important platforms to be on your business, and how to manage all of these posts on the different platforms? Welcome to the show, Nadine.
1: Thank you for having me. Hi, Angela. Hello,
0: hello. Nice to have you here. It is like I was just talking to you before the show at live. It's so amazing to be able to connect with so many different people, not only in Australia, but around the world. So I appreciate you taking time out today to be on the show because, uh, yeah, you you are a ninja when it comes to the social media stuff. So I'm super excited to dig in and to learn from you today.
1: Yeah, me too. I love social media. It's literally all I do every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's so much that we all do, but we can do it badly. So that's why I'm glad to have you on board to give us some tips about that.
1: That's now, true.
0: <laughs> now we only literally just recently met, obviously, with the launch of my podcast, as you would uh, applied to be a guest. And after reading your application and hearing your wonderful story about how two years ago you literally just quit your job You sold everything, you left Switzerland to travel the world, and through your travels, you've ended up falling in love with the island of gods, otherwise known as Bali. So I'm desperate to hear more about this journey, about you selling everything. Why did you have that urge inside you, and where did you travel to?
1: Yeah, well, I think I've always had that urge. Everyone who knows me knows I've always wanted to live somewhere else where it's warm. So I'm born in Switzerland where it's always cold. And I guess some people are just born. I think you might know that as entrepreneurs and some are not and working in a corporate company. And that was nine to five. That was more like seven to seven. That was never my thing. And so, um, after I studied, I I started my studies pretty late and when I finished my studies and I was working, I was like, no, I need a break. So I was traveling first to Bali and then to Australia and then I went back to Bali and then I went to Thailand and then I went back to Bali and then I (laughs) was like, well, might as well just stay here for a while. And I started doing some beautiful pictures and I felt like I didn't have anything to do. I still have money saved. So I was like, I'll just start growing my Instagram account and I could start a blog for people come to Bali. And then that grew really fast. And people actually approached me and said, Oh, can you help me with my social media? And that's actually where the idea came up. Even though I worked in social media before, I never really thought that I could do it myself. But in that journey, everything kind of came together and um I ended up staying here because every time my friends messaged me oh it's so cold in Switzerland I felt like (laughs) why should I go back
0: (laughs) no and again something we were just talking about recently because you had said that well I'm heading over to Bali in a couple weeks but you had said um that you went to Switzerland in winter this year and it was so cold that you actually had to say to your family I have to leave I'll see you in summer so something i can totally relate to because in canada i i miss being around family but the minus 40 degrees is something that i just don't know i'm made for anymore i mean my kids literally my husband gosh forbid him but anyways will walk out with no shoes and they'll just walk in australia in Canada it's like a marathon you have to almost prep an hour just to get you out of the door especially if you have kids wow. like you gotta layer them up get them to the yeah. bathroom and then someone's gotta go again to the bathroom you gotta unlayer them you gotta get your cars warm like yes yeah, so I can appreciate a hundred percent you know what you're what you're talking about about how cold it is over there
1: yeah I think Canada's even more cold but like for me I was traveling through the US and I was in Hawaii for quite a while and I felt like oh I'd just go and say hello and I was there I don't have any winter it was supposed to be spring (laughs) and I was like no guys I'm out
0: of here I'll be back in summer and it's not like you want to go buy winter clothes either because used again so (laughs) half the time in Bali we're just wearing bathers and you're in the pool or the beach sometimes so yes that's exactly how it is yes (laughs) no listen I I could talk about travel all day long it's something that's super passionate like I said in fact I'm heading to Bali in less than two weeks however my listeners are probably not going to want to hear us talking about travel all day As much as I would love to, so I want to dig into your social media ninja skills. Um, so yes, yeah, so well, let's get started. Tell me, right. you now again, obviously I do some research about all the all the people that are coming on to the the podcast. But correct me if I'm wrong. But you focus on providing businesses and entrepreneurs with the most effective strategies and tools needed to create magical content, so they don't just get followers, but they turn them into paying customers. is it, Am I right when I say that? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So what I feel like I help mostly small businesses or entrepreneurs because I feel like they're lacking a strategy and that's the thing they can't afford. Whereas a big business, they can hire a whole team of social media strategists and managers and the small businesses, they usually do it themselves, which is fine. But what's really important is that they have a strategy to begin with because otherwise they're just all over the place. But know where where they should be and they just put out content there but they don't really know why and what's their goal so what i do is like help them either through coaching or i manage the accounts for them for those who have a little bit of bigger budget Mm -hmm. that's the main um help i do
0: and i would agree with you so i too do one-to-one coaching currently with 30 different clients and when i start with them you can just see almost the overwhelm that they have with going Do do I need to be on this platform? Do I do this? And I feel that some when I first get a hold of them before I do mean we do anything about content or social is that they're just putting stuff up. So they've ticked a box. Yes, but they're they're not necessarily writing for their ideal client or they don't have a call to action at the bottom of whatever it is that they're wanting that they're sharing with their audience. And so, yes, they're ticking the boxes. But like you said, there's no momentum and growth in their business. Would you agree with that?
1: Exactly. It's exactly what you say. They're ticking the boxes, but then they said, I put so many posts out there, but your target audience is not even on that platform. So no one really is interested then in your content. And it takes so much of your time. And then when I show them that you can actually save so much time by having a strategy, and knowing that you're only active on those platforms, you need to be, it becomes way more easy for them and just takes the overwhelm away a bit. Because social media is definitely overwhelming. It can be for me as well. I mean, you can get down that rabbit hole, even on Facebook, you scroll a bit and then suddenly it's like, oh, two hours have been passed.
0: Gosh, absolutely. And like, it's the one thing I do. Um, I learned a mechanism from Carrie Wilkinson over in the U S and I have a power hour every day where I literally shut off everything. And then I just kind of right. power through one particular thing I need to do in order to have momentum in my business. Because if not, I, I can even just go like, I just need to go on Facebook to get someone's name to email. And the next thing you know, there's eight messages and I'm checking those messages. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've just wasted 45 minutes. Like what a joke. I know. So, I I know. Get- I relate it to, I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas before, but with yeah. um, each hotel in Vegas has a different type of carpet in their um, hotels, and they do this, right. they've actually worked with psychologists around this. And so the carpet, normally you would have a pattern, so you're like, this pattern will get me to the door. But they specifically don't have patterns because they want to confuse you to keep you within the casinos so and then the, so again so I kind of feel Facebook's like the casinos I would go to in Vegas all of a sudden eight hours later I'd still be at the bar having a drink going oh my gosh what's happening <laughs> um and I kind of feel like Facebook's the same I just get sucked in and then do you know what I mean 40 minutes goes by an hour goes by and I'm less productive so no so like,
1: love <laughs> yes so true
0: so now As we talked about just briefly there, social media is changing all the time. I just came back from San Diego at Social Media Marketing World, and it's very evident even, like I knew it already, but when you go to Social Media Marketing World, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like it's really changing. And I feel just when I have one thing figured out, five minutes later, there's something else I need to figure out. So for people starting out in business, or just do you mean running their business in general? I'm curious to know your thoughts about just, do businesses really need social media as part of their business strategy or do you think there's some businesses that don't need it? What are your thoughts?
1: I feel like that's a few years ago, we asked the businesses, do you really need a website? And today you wouldn't ask, <clears throat> excuse me, any person, do you need a website? And the same thing is with social media. The first thing everyone does is checking their social media. And that's not just me. If you see a business and you see, oh, they have a Facebook page, you quickly scroll through and you see like, oh, the last post was like a year ago. You get that feeling that it's something is weird when you see like they do so many posts and it looks really good. You're like, oh, that's a professional business, especially if you're a small business, then it feels even better because people know, oh, they put all that hard work in. So for me, it's a no brainer. Yes, it is definitely important to have social media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't know about you, but I've never worked with a business yet. Like some business will come to me and be like, my, my ideal client's not on Facebook. And I'm like, really? Like I know one person and that's my husband who isn't on Facebook and he uses my Facebook to then stalk his friends. Right. But literally I, I wouldn't be able to name anyone else that doesn't have. A, a, some type of social media platform so I say you know you're even my dad's on it you know my grandma yeah. who was like 80 something we made her account <laughs> just so we could stay in contact you know so right. I, I find it I, I almost feel like sometimes that's an excuse that I think businesses use to go oh, they're so overwhelmed that that's what they say do you agree
1: totally yeah well definitely every person is on Facebook and definitely it's an excuse because they just don't know so it's easier to say like Oh, my target audience is not on facebook or it's not there but then you, you ask like what well, did you really do the research did you ask your target audience or did you do an in-depth research oh no i just assumed yeah. so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no i think i think Everyone's on something which I guess can kind of lead into my next question that I'm curious to know as the social media strategist ninja You know, we've identified that businesses should have a social media do you mean present some way somehow and part of their overall strategy Then what social media platforms do you suggest for businesses who are business to business or B2B versus those who are business to consumer B2C? What, what would you recommend?
1: I would recommend definitely for business to business it's harder but I still would say everyone is on Facebook so I would always say Facebook because with Facebook marketing even though um, it gets harder and harder it's still the one thing that you can reach people the best whereas when it comes to um, B2C you really have to do an in-depth research before you go jump on any platforms because some people might be have their target audience on Instagram and some have them on Twitter and some have them on Pinterest definitely I would say be on Facebook as well because that's the one platform I would say you cannot just skip. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So that's my and would you also feel though that like it's better to be on two or three platforms and do those really really well than to be on like for example with my first business finley and me i only ever did facebook and instagram with angela henderson consulting i do facebook instagram and linkedin but i'm not on twitter i'm not on snapchat you know and because i my, i don't feel my audience is there um, yeah. whereas if i was maybe a youtuber uh and i was 20 snapchat might be where i need even in the YouTube's where I need to be, but at this moment, I don't feel that those platforms are right. So would you agree or disagree that you just choose a couple and do them really well, or what would you suggest?
1: Definitely. I actually, like you said, I start with my clients with two platforms at a time because also um, even though you can reproduce content it's still a lot a lot of work and then it just gets to that point where it's overwhelming again so I'll do start with two platforms usually if there are already a bit more experience and I see that a third one would be accurate I add a third one but I do start with two platforms and then we go take it from there and see how it works and might some might just stay with those two platforms because if it's working for them we don't have to add an extra workload for it and it's usually... Usually for my clients, because I usually work with female entrepreneurs, it's usually Facebook and Instagram or Pinterest. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, Pinterest is an interesting one. Again, it depends. what I think location-based Australians, for example, aren't as Pinterest-heavy, whereas in America, it's like second nature over there. You know, Definitely. so um, I, don't get me wrong. I do think that there are some Australian markets that do well for Pinterest, but it's not normally one of our top ones that we consider based on geographic location and I guess culture. What are your thoughts?
1: Definitely, because I have, uh, most of my clients are either US based or in Switzerland. And the one in Switzerland, I don't even have to bother about Pinterest, because half of the population doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> in the US, they know it exists, and they sometimes are a bit hesitant whether they should be on or not. But many that put them on, it takes usually three to six months to look growth. But after that, they can see so much change. And actually, for my travel block even, I'll get 98% from Pinterest yeah from the website traffic.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So again, but it's again, it goes back to really knowing your ideal client, what is your niche market and where they're sitting.
1: Exactly, yeah. So so that's why I say have a strategy because otherwise you're just all over. Well, it's kind of like again, I'm not a
0: huge fan of guns, but for the purpose of an analogy, it's like, you know, you're just firing anywhere. There's no <laughs> consistent, you know, what I mean, direction, right? It's just kind nice. of an open-ended thing. Yeah, right. Um, how do businesses though, whether or not you're b to b or whether or not you're you know b to c, how do they find specific content for their audience? What tips do you have for that?
1: Well, it's harder to find content than just to create content mm-hmm. it's so I mean you can find content, you can find videos and you can find pictures there are free platforms to to get those, but it's just not as authentic. So what I'll do suggest is you create your own content and you usually do that in batch working. So you once a month, you create the content you'll need for the whole month and then you plan it out for the whole month. And if I'll do the um, social media management for a client, I'll tell them, look, I need this kind of picture or this kind of video, you do it in one day, I'll send it to me and then we have content for one month. So what I'll do is I create categories, stuff that we want to put out to the target audience. And so they have to create specific pictures or videos for those categories. And what's funny and interesting is once they know that they have to create a certain um, uh, content for a specific category, they get so creative. Whereas in the beginning, they didn't really know what to do. And they said, oh, I don't have stuff. And I say, well, how do you do? You have stuff for this category? And then suddenly I get messages all the time. Oh, I found a new video. I didn't picture <laughs> You just need some guidelines, and then you suddenly are more creative if it's just not a blank paper.
0: Yes, and I I also think that it's interesting because sometimes I think people get in this headspace that they only have to be doing – writing content that's about their business. So for example, my first business was Finley and me where we focus on creating childhood memories through play, love and travel. And obviously we sell 1400 different baby products. And so I would write articles like top 10 wooden toys, top 10 this. And then one day I was like, man, my readers have to be getting sick and tired about hearing about wooden toys. And then I realized that my ideal client obviously If I really know who they are, I can hone into, I mean, they like other things too. So just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you just like wooden toys. You can also like humor and this and the other. And once I realized that those categories that you talked about were a lot easier to fill with really fun and engaging content that kept my audience wanting to be part of the community.
1: Exactly. So that's uh, the fun thing is this thing. I always do like fun fact Friday or something like that, because when um, the biggest struggle my clients have is like, oh, I don't know what to put on Instagram stories. For example, I don't have any videos. I don't have anything that's related to my business. I say, well, just film your office. Do you have a dog or are you at home? Do you have your kids at home? These are things that make your brand a bit more human and you connect with your audience way better. So maybe give them a fun fact about you. Like, for example, I always put, I don't know, a teaspoon of coconut oil in my coffee, stuff like that is already something you put on social media and you connect with your target audience way better than if you just do like really businessy style. Mm
0: -hmm. and I agree because I think there is a shift that people there's a facade with social media that you have to be this person right yeah if people who are in my Australian business collaborative Facebook group they'll know that this is like if you people saw me now I'm in a hoodie I'm in my sweatpants I'm not I'm in purple fuzzy socks you know because it's cold here in Australia at the moment believe it or not and you get what you get right whereas but Facebook and them everything can be quite polished sometimes so I think there's an element of disconnect and yeah. people not being able to connect with their people. But I do think that the pendulum's shifting. And that in a time where social media fills so much, and there's actually a lot of voids that it fills. And I feel that the more human that you can be, um, you build a better connection, a better, better trust, um, authority, you know, all of that, which ultimately helps your business in the long
1: run. Definitely. And also it's like, as an example, I also do have my Instagram account and kind of work as a little bit as a blogger and influencer. And once I've started sharing more like behind the scenes stuff and showing them, look, yes, I am in Bali and in, in your picture, you might see this perfect world. But what happens actually is I'm mostly like eight hours, 10 hours a day in front of my computer working. It's not <laughs> all the time like that. And once I did start share more of that part, uh, people message me and they're like, oh, I'm so glad you shared that with me. And those people I can turn into clients because they're my ideal client. I want to work with them. And the same goes for your business. Once you share a bit more personal stuff, you connect with those people who like you as a person. And then when you work, together it's way easier so yeah I do think it's a shift and I think it's a positive one especially um, for everyone who doesn't have that ideal blocker life which yeah. I honestly think no one does but no.
0: yeah and I think the more real you are like on Instagram I've got about 20,000 fans on my Finley and Me account and the posts that do the best literally are when I take a photo of my laundry pile I take a <laughs> this one time of me, it was just like my shopping cart or shopping trolley. And I had a picture and it was like an aisle that was empty. And I was like sucked into my husband. He's at home thinking I'm only doing, doing a quick shopping run without any kids. Do you guys hear that sweet silence? I'm going to be like two hours. I'm walking up and down every aisle and people like, oh my gosh, I do the same thing. You know, I just, so again, it's that relatable content that people are like, you're not just this, you know, mean other person that's better than someone else or whatever they think, you know. Um, yeah so I think being real. No, I also think that there's some boundaries around that though. I think some people, you know, I wouldn't necessarily Overshare. be like oversharing me doing tequila shots at a bar <laughs> online. Yeah. Like I don't think that's appropriate. Uh you know, there's some bloggers who'll remain anonymous, but do you know what I mean, taking a picture of them taking a poo on the toilet. Again, like I don't not what you wanna see. You can still be relatable and humble and human, but without going overboard. So I always say to people like, let's just reconsider our boundaries here.
1: Yeah. Boundaries and just keep it professional still (laughs) in a way. I mean, even though it's my private or it's my personal account, I still try to keep it professional because you do want to connect with your clients. So um, if if it wasn't on social media, you wouldn't share that stuff in reality with them either. So why would you on social media? Yeah, no, I totally agree.
0: Now we talk about having, obviously, even if it's just two platforms, two platforms can be still very overwhelming for people. So how do, what do you suggest or what are you seeing how businesses manage, do you mean to do all these posts? Is there a particular tool that you use? Do you believe in outsourcing? Is it a combination?
1: It's definitely a combination. So what I uh, suggest is having a content calendar. So you write down what you So what's your goal? And then what kind of content do you want to share on each day? And then you put it into a tool, into a scheduling tool. So it's important if you do it on Facebook, don't put it in a tool. So but schedule it on Facebook. Facebook doesn't like when you use a scheduling tool. Whereas on Instagram, you can use scheduling tools. Since January, finally, you can automatic posting on Instagram. So that's great.
0: And what and, tool is that that you that you recommend for the Instagram where it will automatically post?
1: I work with Planoly or Later. Mm-hmm. And um I have there for free as well and I have really great success with those tools and it just gives you so much more headspace because even though I am active every day on my Instagram account, sometimes at the certain time where I should post because it's my ideal posting time, I might be on a call and I don't have time and then you go for dinner and you forget about it. But if you do it in the beginning of the month and you plan out the whole month, and even if you just plan out one week at a time, it gives you the space the whole week knowing that you've already planned those posts ahead. So I do think just plan your content ahead a month at times, so you know, okay, this is the content I'm going to share and then use a tool to schedule the exact post either on Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah.
0: So just to recap, because I know some people could get confused there. I agree with you. Facebook doesn't like external tools being utilized no. because it takes away from their credibility and their authority. That's why they're going right. after people like Netflix and YouTube by creating Facebook watch and, you know, a variety of other yes. episodic type, you know, what I mean, shows. So for Facebook, if you are going to schedule your post, make sure that you're actually scheduling via your Facebook page and your Facebook scheduler, because, again, you will get rewarded, do you know what I mean, a lot better from, I guess, an algorithm point of view. But mm-hmm. if you are on Instagram, again, the two tools that you recommend that are free is, do you want to say that again, later and Planoly?
1: Exactly. Later in plan only. And what I still do recommend, you have to be active on a platform so you cannot just schedule all your posts and then never show up in the app again. Because what Instagram likes is the more you use it, the more the algorithm rewards you. So what I usually do is I'll be active like half an hour before um, the post goes out or half an hour later just to show the app that I'm actually using it. And if you're just scheduling it, your reach will lower and lower each time. So even if you do that, it just saves you time, but still you have to be active. I mean, I
0: still think you have to be active for the point of just getting seen, but I also think being active just to be again, that human connection, you know, responding to people's comments, liking people's things. It makes people again, if you're a mom who might be suffering postnatal depression and you leave a comment just to get that comment, it could brighten someone's day. So I do think that again, being a responsible business owner is you try and respond to as many things as you can, even if it's not a comment, just like everything yeah. you're showing them, but it's also a good branding thing. Cause every time you like something, they're getting a notification that says Angela Henderson consulting has liked your whatever. So you're exactly. leaving a memory, you know, also. Yeah. So I think that's like, there's a few things there also. Definitely. You know, now, social media. Let's be honest. There can be times when all hell breaks loose. Really, yes. there is. A, there can be social media crisis that happens for for whatever reason. Um, I'd love to know what your kind of your one big tip is. Is if you have a social media crisis, what can people do?
1: Do answer quickly. So the one thing, if you are a business owner and you're not constantly on social media, then hire a social media manager who always watches it. So if you monitor your stuff and you see that something's going down, you need to have an answer ready right away because otherwise it will just, well, hell will break out. So Whenever I worked for bigger companies, we always had like a crisis plan. But if you're a smaller company, just make sure that you're constantly, um, answering the comments. And yeah, it depends on what crisis it is, but just be honest and make sure that you do it, that you have a plan ready or an answer straight away.
0: You no, know, perfect. And I and I like that. And I also think that, you know, there's something to be said. Like, for example, I put this post up about having your kids take a mental health day, you know, and I think yes. again, that's a whole nother podcast. But I think it's important for kids and their overall emotional well being and, and as adults we take days off. And I reckon I have a huge divide on this post, you know, thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of hits to the website. Mm-hmm. But the divide was, well, no, no, I don't agree with you taking a, having your kids take a mental health day. they need to be resilient, whatever and it all breaks out but again, if you're quick you know, you don't have to agree with these people, but you still need to put your, you know, it forward. And I don't delete the comments. I still leave yeah. them because I don't want yeah. to have this perfect world like, oh, you must agree with Angela. Um, but I still think, again, like like you said, you've got to act quickly. You've got to act fairly. Obviously, if someone's swearing or being like that, I just ban and delete. Yeah, definitely. Know, but for the most part, I still think there's something good to be said. It's kind of like that saying, um, all PR is good PR, good or bad.
1: Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah true. It's, yeah, it's-, it's just how you manage it.
1: Yeah, I had a client the other day who had a bad comment on her um, Facebook page. And because of this time zone, she's based in Switzerland, I didn't see it. And the next day I saw it and I message her. I was like, oh, we have this comment. What can I write? And she's like, oh, yeah, I saw it. I have to think about it. It's like, no, it's already too late now. <laughs> like 12 hours later, you have to react quickly, even if you just acknowledge that, it, that come on the there and say like well yeah thanks for your uh opinion or whatever if it's not like you said swearing so then you show that you actually are um online and acknowledge other people's opinion as well
0: yeah no I, to- I totally agree with you on that one because the longer you waited it, it's like the longer it's like ripping off a band-aid you know just rip it off <laughs> oh, just- True. yeah just I'm rip it off, it off. Now, if people are looking at hiring a social media strategist to manage their accounts or just to help with build a strategy and they manage it on their own what do you mean what should they be looking for
1: well it depends on what they want so it's if they need someone who's just um doing the posting just make sure that they're in the same time zone as your target audience might be not where you are for example my target audience is based in the u.s not in bali so i would hire someone who is there because i want someone who's answering the comments and is liking and engaging and otherwise um, if you just do the strategies um i would just hire someone or work with someone you like and you see that has worked already with people that have same businesses as you are
0: yeah, no fair enough and I think it's a good thing because like you said if you're in different time zones things are going to get missed comments are going to get missed et cetera, yeah. and then it also can mess with the algorithm if you're waiting too long so yes yeah, so I really like that suggestion about hiring someone within the time zone that your ideal clients are in yeah
1: yeah totally
0: and what's the biggest mistake businesses need to avoid when it comes to social media
1: it's like that always the same thing when they don't um answer comments or don't are not active enough on the platform. They get a message and they don't reply or they reply two hours later. Social media is like really, really quick within seconds. So when you get a comment, like literally seconds later, you answer. When you get a message within the hour, you message because That's what people expect. That's what you would expect too. If it takes you three days to to answer um, a message on Facebook, the the potential client is definitely gone. So that's what I think most business owners underestimate. Like you have to be on there all the time checking. If you have messages, if you have comments, and if you don't have the time for that, then definitely hire a social media manager who can do that for you.
0: And would you say in conjunction with what you've just said there, that one of the biggest mistakes people make, even from being on there answering stuff is just not having a strategy.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's the yeah. biggest mistake that I see people having, not having a strategy. And then I see they're on platforms and put so much content out there, but no one sees it or they don't know um, how the platform works. Like how is the algorithm on Instagram working? If you don't know that, then it's, quite hard when you post every day and you don't see results and then I tell my clients look you have to do this and you have to make sure that you do this and then the engagement slowly goes up and then they're happy but before they put so much work in it and it didn't work so I think the strategy and knowing what how the platforms work what's each algorithm
0: yeah is important to to to, be on top of especially when it's changing you know all the time all that time. (laughs) Wow. Well, for those who are new to the social media world and the content world, there is some golden nuggets here today, which is brilliant. Now, but before we wrap up, there's always, you know, I like to kind of throw a question at the end. So, because I think it's important that we get to know you, do you know what I mean? For who you are and not just the social media strategist ninja. So what's one thing people don't know about you that you would share with us today? Again, still keeping (laughs) within those professional boundaries, of course.
1: I think what, well, most people don't know that I'm really not a morning person. <laughs> it's hard for me to get up in the morning. Even though I tried to start my day early, my boyfriend literally has to kick me out of bed every morning. <laughs> He's
0: like, come on, it's time to rock and roll. The like, like,
1: day oh, is starting. <laughs> you know, dude, it is. Yeah, you know, that's funny. So, yeah, so you're not a morning
0: person, all right? No, Good. no, I'm not. <laughs> Good to know. Now, listen, um, if our listeners want to know more about you, or access your social so, social media services or to get strategy or anything like that. Can you tell us a little bit about where they can find you?
1: Yeah, they can go on my website. It's NadineRoner.com, mm-hmm. And if they don't get that, then it's easier to go to Instagram and it's blonde underline seashell that's where I have all the links and that's where they can follow my journey on Bali as well. If they are interested in that. Right.
0: Well, listen, I I'm all about me some Bali and I'm dying to get back. This will be our sixth time in Bali. So I oh, love Bali. Okay. I've, I, I may have stopped your Instagram page and I love all the beautiful images that you have. They're very colorful, which is something is quite known for. If people don't, yeah. know. it's like the, there's so many colors and textures and the food, everything's very vibrant. You know, it's, it's a, it's a totally It listen, is. Thanks so much. I know you're a super busy woman, so thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having
1: me.
0: Have an amazing day, everyone, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to sharing with you episode number six, where we're going to be talking about all things Messenger chat box with my uh, Messenger chat box specialist, Mary Catherine Johnson from the United States. So for those, especially in Australia, where we're a bit behind on messenger chat box, you're not going to want to miss this episode because it is going to be filled with goodness. All right, everyone have an awesome day. This is Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. Bye. Thanks for listening to the business and life conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au